I'm Emmy. I'm Jordan. And this is Death in the Northwest. And we're coming at you live today from the blanket fort in my living room. Yeah, it's very cozy. Emmy did a good job making forts. Thank you. I've been doing a lot more blanket forts in my living room during quarantine. This is my second one. That's cute. It's been nice. It's a great way to watch TV and hang out with girlfriends. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I've been doing is having blanket fort sleepovers. That's it's so that's so wholesome. It's very wholesome. Except for the bottles of wine you drink. <laughs> yeah. If you go look at my recycling bin, it is not so wholesome. I know. Or the vibrator you painted on Jesus. Jesus. Okay, you guys, I did I'll post it on Instagram, but I did I found this really great picture at the thrift store of like old school like nineteen eighties Jesus praying with like Bethlehem in the background. And then I I posted on Instagram on my own personal site, like, what should I paint in Jesus's hands? And the winner was a Hitachi wand vibrator. So Jesus is holding a big. And she painted it very well. I think so, too. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm impressed. And it's got like a little halo around it. It's a holy vibrator. The holy vibrator. It's good vibrations. Good vibe. Should I call it? Should I call it good book vibrations? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a masterpiece. I think you'd sell it, sell it on like um, maybe I'll start an Etsy store that's just pictures of Jesus with inappropriate things in his hands. I got some really funny, some really funny other ones. Like people were like, "You should put it hold on a big Glock," or like, "You should hold it like a box of Tampax pearls," <laughs> or like something like that. So there's some funny ones. Yeah, I'm sure Alex would buy one off you. Really? I would not hang it up. But <laughs> I was like Jordan. I cannot imagine I you allowing that in your home. Never. He can put it in his office. No, that's not even. Good. <laughs> I'm just no. <laughs> Maybe I'll give maybe I'll give this as like a white elephant. That's good. Um, I canceled my holiday party too, so I know we gotta. Yeah, it's not. It's the way the world is right now. No, I was like, yeah, COVID cases are rising, and Mm -hmm. you know, we're it's it's a little too close to family time. Exactly. Which I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm even gonna see any of my family this holiday season. We're gonna do. I think Carl and I are gonna eat a rotisserie chicken here by ourselves on Thanksgiving. It's a little sad, but yeah, it's, it's but you sad. know what? It's worth my parents being alive. So. Yeah. And you can postpone till vaccine comes out. Exactly. And then, yeah. and then we'll like, God, I just want to have, as soon as the vaccine's out, I want to have like, like a party that encompasses everything we miss. So it'll be like a Halloween. It'll be like a Halloween Thanksgiving oh, birthday cute. party. Right. Fourth of July party too. Yes. A Halloween Thanksgiving, Fourth of July party. And St. Patrick's Day, we basically miss we basically miss st patrick's yeah. day yep what else what else did we miss we missed every single fucking holiday yeah pretty much um we're probably gonna miss christmas too so maybe i'll have like a hanukkah and thanksgiving mm-hmm. and fourth of july sing, dreidel, and dreidel 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 i made you out of clay and dreidel, when you're dry and ready I don't know the rest with of dreidel i shall play boy um <laughs> glad that's what you know about my culture jordan the dreidel song we all learned in third grade. I know a lot about <laughs> more about your culture too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Um. Well, what's going on with you? Anything new, or is it just still quarantine life where nothing's happening? <laughs> Nothing's happening. I completely. It's very understand. boring. I'm with you 100. Um, we're going to San Francisco, maybe for New Year's maybe. Eve, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Things That's might get canceled. One of my favorite holidays too, and it's. I know. New Year's and and. Halloween. Yep. I celebrate my twenty eighth birthday <gasps> next month. You're basically dead. I'm basically dead. Um, when is your when is your actual birthday? What's the date? The seventeenth of okay. December. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, but we're doing nothing. So, 
Carl is staring at himself in the mirror. <laughs> He's staring at himself in the mirror, growling at himself. Oh my Carl. god. He does it every now and then and then realizes it's himself and stops. He gets really upset at his you, own reflection. Carl. Carl, it's just you, buddy. Oh boy. Oh, those are big stretches. Oh, both ways. Oh, oh, down dog and up dog. Um, so before you start this episode, go ahead and go listen to the song called Georgia Lee by Tom Waits. Um, or you can listen to the cover, um, by Phoebe Bridgers and then come back and listen to the story, but bring a box of tissues while you're at it. Hey, I'm glad you're back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good to see you again. I know. Look at that. Glad you made it back here. Unfortunately, we couldn't put the song into our podcast we'll due to royalty issues. But yeah. yep. Anyways, so here we go. Let's duck in. Let's dive in. So I'm going to start by reading you the lyrics to this song. Okay. Cold was the night, hard was the ground. They found her in a small grove of trees. Lonesome was the place where Georgia was found. She's too young to be out on the streets. Why wasn't God watching? Why wasn't God there for Georgia Lee? Oh, God. So she was a prostitute. No, no, no. no. She's not a prostitute. No. So Tom Waits was inspired. You'll find out. We'll get into the details. Okay. Tom Waits was inspired by Georgia Lee's story to write this well-known song, Georgia Lee, in 1999. And I highly encourage you to take a listen to the song after this episode. It'll make you cry your eyes out. Um, Especially if you listen to the cover, Georgia Lee, by Phoebe Bridgers. But Tom Waits was the original artist. Okay, I love Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. So the story I'm going to tell you today is, is what inspired this song. Okay. On August 22nd, 1997, a California Department of Transportation worker made a startling discovery when she found a body in a thicket of trees near the southbound on-ramp to Highway 101 at Petaluma Boulevard South. So this is Northern California. Sure. This is just north of San Francisco, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The body had been so badly decomposed when it was found, it was difficult to identify who it had belonged to. And at first, detectives believed it belonged to an adult. Until three days later, on August 25th, detectives received a phone call from an anonymous caller stating they believed the body belonged to a 12-year-old girl named Georgia Lee Moses. Oh, God. Georgia had not been seen or heard from for about a week, and nothing had been reported. This tip did not come from Georgia's family, and it came from someone that knew the family, um... But they'd just been concerned when they saw that there had been a body that's, that was found. That was found, yeah. sure. So, did, now, when the body was found, did they did they give the public a description of, like, any of the clothes it was wearing? Or Yes. Okay. okay. Well, sorry. She was completely naked. Oh, God. But they gave her, they gave a description of 
what she looked like yeah shit now she hadn't been reported missing because it wasn't unusual for her to be gone every now and then for a few days as a 12 year old even though she said she was badly decomposed though Mm -hmm. by the time they found her Mm -hmm. oh god so she um georgia was genuinely a really good girl the sweet soul and but she had a lot on her plate to manage at the age of 12 and you'll see why on September 15th, detectives formally announced that the naked body found on the side of the freeway did, in fact, belong to 12-year-old Georgia Lee. Oh, God. She had been strangled to death. And as I said, the body was so badly decomposed, they could not even identify the day of death. Jesus. But it was sometimes within that week of her, her yeah. last known appearance uh-huh. and um, when they found her. <sighs> Wow, so was she, like, in the hot sun or something? Because, like, I'm trying to understand why, like, a yeah, couple days could be such bad Maybe decomp. the hot sun, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Or animals or something. Yeah. Oh, God. Sonoma County and Santa Rosa detectives did not know if Georgia had first run away or if she had been abducted. But right away, they determined that her death was suspicious. Well, I mean, like... Definitely. Obviously, yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. And at first, Detective Lieutenant Mike Brown, who was head of investigations for the Sonoma County Sheriff's Department at the time, was hopeful they'd be able to get into the bottom of the case. Um, In September of 1997, he was quoted by the SF Gate stating, hopefully at some point we will have enough pieces to this puzzle. Um, But what I found in my research is that Lieutenant Mike Brown and um, his counterparts were not quick to jump on finding out what happened to Georgia Lee. So they just like didn't have a fire under their butts and yeah. they just weren't they were not committed. Oh. Yeah. Gosh. So Georgia was at 12 at the time of her disappearance, but she was described as looking and seeming older for her age. Yeah. She was 5 feet 4 inches tall and weighed 120 pounds. Oh yeah, that's big for a 12-year-old. Yeah. She was African American and she had shorter shoulder-length hair and that was braided and many reports and just memories of her recall her braids always being perfect and she looked she took great pride in them she lived in the working a working class neighborhood of roseland california with her mother who was mentally ill okay who was named ida her mom's boyfriend named ed pope and her seven-year-old sister named angel okay georgia didn't have a record but due to her mother's illness she was forced to drop out of middle school and take care of her mom and her sister angel her mother, Ida, loved Georgia very much, but I- Ida's reality, like the adversity she was facing, made it challenging to provide Georgia with a safe home. Georgia was unsupervised 100% of the time, and she began to care for Angel completely. Wait, is it her mom that she's taking care of, or is it? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. So, um, so she was taking both care of both her mom and her sister. Aww. So Georgia would spend time with grown-ass men in order to have just her basic needs met clothes and food um she wasn't a bad kid she wasn't running around in gang or selling drugs anything like that Even she, if she was it would be understandable since yeah. she's just she she just had a really sweet heart but she had was carrying a lot of burden on her back at the age of 12 yeah her teachers say when she was in school they say that she was a bright and intelligent kid and she was a leader among her peers and all of her friends say she was nice and kind and she had like the best laugh she was hanging around these um, like grown-ass adult men, and while Jesus the reports say that she looked old for her age at 12, she seemed mature. But there is no way a 12-year-old girl could consent to any of these actions oh that these God, men no. and the things that we can only assume that she was subjected to. Oh, God. I fucking 
fucking hate this. So prior to George's appearance, <sighs> CPS had known about the family struggles, but because there were no reports of abuse in the home, nothing had happened. Jesus Christ. It was on August 13th at 10 p.m. at a gas station near the busy intersection of Sebastopol Road and Dutton Avenue in Santa Rosa that Georgia was last seen alive. She was less than a mile from her home and she was wearing blue jeans, a white shirt, and a white nylon nylon, um, windbreaker. Georgia's last known sighting was reported by one of the one and only witness in the case, a friend of hers. Georgia was last said to be with an African-American man who was between the age of 25 and 30 years old. He was reported to be about 5'4", 200 pounds with shaved or close cropped hair and a slight mustache. He drove a white, small four-door vehicle. Georgia was was with her friend when she received a page on her pager and, and then she borrowed her friend's phone to call the number back. Sometime after... The friend walked with Georgia to a nearby gas station where the Georgia left with the man. She got in the car and left with the man. Oh, my fucking God. I hate I just The friend said Georgia later called her and told and told her that she would not be back for the night. This was the last contact Georgia made with anyone. We still to this day don't know who that man is or where they went. Oh, my God. Do, but they know what his car looks like. They just know it's a white four door vehicle. They Small. just four door. OK, I thought yep. said Ford. OK, shit. Yeah. Um, and so what's really irked me about some of these articles I've read is that they say she was growing up too fast or articles. Oh, don't blame her. Yeah, exactly. So articles and online forums tended to over-sexualize her, Georgia or like blamed her for being out late and surrounded by adult men or even being found naked in general. Um, when the reality is that Georgia was just not only trying to survive, but she was trying to take care of her family. And she was a child. She was a child. She didn't, cons- I mean, she couldn't consent to any of this. No. And... She was doing what she thought she had to to, to survive. To survive, yeah. Um, and it just infuriates me that more people aren't disgusted with the, by the men's choices to hang around a 12-year-old Yo, instead of blaming Georgia. So Ugh, because God. this was the conversation around her death, people and police weren't quick to solve her murder. Okay, they, wait, what about the pager? Were they able to get the number off the pager or anything like that that called her? They don't. They just didn't do it. I, I don't know. Oh, my God, those bastards, yeah. dude. But she was in a low-income area. She was African-American. So they weren't quick to solve the murder. But when we all know damn well, if this were a case of a white girl from a well-to-do area, there would oh. be a shit storm of emotion. You'd see detectives, news reporters, and the, the community. Constantly. Yeah. This was barely got, this barely made a front page. Georgia's murder barely made front page. Um, oh, my God. But the reality is that the people in the community working on her case failed Georgia. I'm pissed at the CPS people who did nothing. Nothing. After multiple reports. Um, and, yeah. And this is something that people begin to recognize is happening. So not long before Georgia had gone missing, in October of 1930, 1933, <laughs> 1993, <laughs> yeah, yeah. another 12-year-old girl from in the area named Polly Class went mis- <gasps> missing as well. I know well. the Polly yeah. Class case. Yeah. She was a white girl. She was a white girl. So um, she was a sleepover in October with her friend. And around 10.30 p.m., a man named Richard Allen Davis entered the bedroom through the window carrying a knife. He tied both girls up, pulled pillowcases over their heads, and told them to count to a 1,000. Then he kidnapped Polly. Oh, my God. I know this case. That one is a brutal one, too. Over the next two months, about 4,000 people helped search for Polly. 
TV shows like 2020 and America's Most Wanted covered the case. Mm-hmm. And APB, an all-points bulletin mm-hmm. with the suspect's information, was broadcast within 30 minutes of the kidnapping in the area. By the time Polly's body was found on December 3rd, 1993, over 2 billion images of Polly class, class had been shown all over the world. God, dude. So similar to Georgia, Polly's yeah. body was found on the west side of Petu- Petaluma, not far from her home, and Polly had also been strangled. Both Polly and Georgia were described as bright, beautiful, intelligent, and well-loved by everyone they came across. Although the differences stopped there. Polly was described as America's child, and um, her horrendous murder gained national attention. People all over the nation mourned her death, and the detectives took to the case right away, and it was front-page news all over the U.S. On the other hand, Georgia's horrendous murder garnered very minimal attention. Yeah. It reminds me kind of of Madeline McCann, where there was people in Portugal who were saying, look, all of our kids have gone missing. Why do you just care because it's this little white girl from England? Like, we have we have a bunch of kids who have gone missing. Yeah. Yeah. So Polly's murder was eventually caught due to the coverage and dedication of the case. Georgia Lee's murder has never been found. It's because people in the community have failed her. Absolutely. Georgia's fam- Georgia Lee's family has never seen ju- the justice they deserve. And I want to be absolutely cl- clear here. Like, both cases are horrendous, horrendous vile, disgusting. And I completely sim- sympathize for both families. And I know they've gone through so much pain and suffering. And the families aren't to blame at, at all. No. Um, but in fact... Um, Polly's the- family has since done great work for families um, of missing children, and they, and her father um, has appeared on frequently on Larry King Live, CNN, Nancy Grace to bring issues to other cases, to bring like to bring light to them. Yeah, but in the afternight, uh, in the aftermath of the murder, Polly's father Mark Kloss became a child act- advocate, and their yeah. family established the Kloss Kids Foundation, which is devoted to preventing crimes against children assisting in the recovery of missing children and lobbying for legislative assistance. So they're, they're doing really great work, mm-hmm. but it also is unclear to me if they did anything to help support Georgia's case. But they were happening right about the same time though, right? Um, so sh- that happened in 93, Georgia happened in 1997. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. that it was a plenty, that was mm-hmm. enough time for them to have established mm-hmm. the, the foundation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that both sweet and innocent girls were murdered and they were found in the same fashion in the same general area, but because of their socioeconomic status and race and one gained more attention than the other, which ultimately led to the capture of her murderer, which makes me wonder if Georgia had received the same coverage the same morning, if they would yeah. have had the same outcome. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So... One possible suspect that police have in their registry Mm -hmm. is um, Edward Pope, her mom's boyfriend at the time. Okay. He was a registered sex offender, but he has never been charged of harming Georgia in any way. Was he ever named as like a person person of interest? Okay. Mm -hmm. Or or like an actual suspect? Mm -hmm. Okay. He was formally named that. Okay. But um, they dropped that. Okay. Um, So Ida, Angel, and Georgia all moved in with Edward Pope. After they are evicted from their homes and became homeless. And yeah. So some people say that the region, reason Georgia was gone so much is that she could avoid having to be around Edward. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. After her death, um, Ida and her and Georgia's sister, Angel, moved out of the state and I actually think to Georgia. Okay. Um, and they stayed with family. And Angel was eventually pulled from Ida's care and placed into a foster home. 
Okay. After the death. The family also couldn't afford to have a funeral for Georgia. So oh. this small community that they did have rallied together and they set up funds to have a, m- a memorial. Okay, good. All oh, this. Yeah. Although her sister and mother weren't able to make it back for the service, Georgia Lee was laid to rest by a group of her childhood friends, their parents, and other adults that knew her. Oh. It was said that the Sonoma County Sheriff, people of Congress, and other community members came to pay respects. Upwards of 200 people came to the service. The singer Tom Waits, who wrote the song about her, sat quietly in the back of the church. Mm. The Reverend um, James Coffey said in his, I love his last name, Coffey, in his service that this was George's day. This was probably one of the greatest days of her life, and she isn't here to share it with us. Life wasn't fair to her. This was a 12-year-old girl taken by the devil. A crime against children has to stop. Many many of us in the community who watched this child and her family are saddened and guilty because we wish we had done more for her. After her death, two um, Petaluma firefighters who were moved by the story of Georgia Lee created a metal metal sculpture of an angel and placed it at the location where her body was found. And volunteers maintained that area until 2012 when it was moved due to construction. Okay. Um, the sculpture was the sculpture was moved to a, a spot under the tree outside the Petaluma City Hall. Okay. Georgia Lee's memorial has become a symbol for all lost and abandoned and neglected children, and people all over the Bay Area to this day come to see it and pay their respects. Poor Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's story also inspired Leah Rowley, who founded the Santa Rosa's ch- the Children's Village, which was a home for neglected and abused children. And the but the nonprofit only lasted for ten years, um, and it was closed down in early two thousand six, having lost funding resources. Okay. Yeah. And like I said in the beginning, Georgia's story also inspired Tom Waits to release a song about her in nineteen ninety nine. And it's also a tribute to the forgotten children everywhere. So so did his song bring any more attention to the case? I think it did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not enough to really, you know, mm-hmm. once once it takes a, once you're outside the case for a long enough period of time, it gets harder and harder to to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been as of November 2020, the, the case is still cold. Yeah. Um, is it still open? Although in 2019, it was said to be open. Okay. They just opened it. So Georgia's sister, Angel, now she's a grown adult. Yeah. She's working really hard to keep um, Georgia's name alive and bring Mm. justice to Georgia. There is currently a GoFundMe account where they're asking for funds to be used toward reward money, spreading awareness and attorney costs and upkeep of her memorial. I wonder, is there like a, is there like an information line where people who were in Petaluma at that time can call in if they know anything um I, everything i've read is just call in call the the petaluma sheriff's department yeah, yeah exactly okay. okay yeah so that's the story of georgia oh that lee. is so sad i also wanted to read so georgia lee moses has there's a website for her and it's georgia lee moses.com yeah and this is a letter that's written by her sister angel oh yeah let's hear it says 23 years ago my sister was found on the side of the road she was strangled and so badly decomposed that her dental records had to be used to identify her my sister's name is georgia lee moses she was 12 years old i can go on and on about how the state of california failed my sister and my family but i'll save that for another time if you're unfamiliar with my sister's story a quick google search will pull up a plethora of stories on her over the years many attempts 
to the Sonoma County Police Department and the Santa Rosa Police Department, as well as other law enforcement entities, have been made to have this case reexamined with very little help and oftentimes no response. Mm-hmm. I truly believe all lives matter as they should, but I'm, I am very aware for some we have to fight for justice. It hurts me deeply to know that my sister's killer has not been caught, but it hurts me even more to know that people who are elected to help us and people whose job it is to serve and protect allow some people's or cases to go unnoticed. This is a new day. I've made it my mission to seek justice for my sister. I, along with people from the city of Santa Rosa, Petaluma, and the county of Sonoma, in the state of California, and countless others have rallied together to bring about change. We have started a petition on change.org to help bring about this change. 23 years ago, I would never imagined I would be pleading with political officials to care about my sister enough to give her case the proper due diligence through a thorough investigation. I would never thought the amount of media attention and outcry would greatly differ between my family and another's because of the color of our skin. This is not a Black Lives Matter rant. This is a reality check, and although we are created equal, we are not all equal. I can only pray that one day soon I will get the necessary help to bring justice to my family and finally solve my sister's murder. Signed, Angel Turner. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. It's really sad. I'm glad that I'm glad that someone's still fighting for her, though. Yeah. And um, they have she has an Instagram account. If okay. you have any um, tips, you can email her. They have a Facebook account. Um, and we'll post the um, GoFundMe account on our bio Perfect. for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh, the story of Georgia Lee. That's so tragic. Go listen to the song. Tom Waits is a blues singer, so he's a very folky, raspy, kind of like a cigarette voice. I love it. I'm going to go listen to it right yeah. after this. Yeah, we can listen to it. Well, well, that was a really sad story, Jordan. Yeah, no. Oh, my gosh. If Thank you, you want to continue being bummed out, you can follow us on Instagram at death in the nw podcast follow us on facebook at death in the nw podcast send us an email at death in the nw podcast at gmail.com and go to our website www.deathinthenorthwest spelled out podcast.com and then follow us anywhere you listen to your podcasts Mm -hmm. whoop whoop yep cool and if you have any information on georgia lee's murder go ahead and just you know don't be a dill hole and call the police yeah, do it, please. Um, she, her family she deserves, deserves justice. justice. Yeah, she's a twelve-year-old baby. That's that's God. That's so sad. Yeah. Ugh. All right. All right. Well, bye. Bye.